Hello, 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 hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to yet another episode of That Time I Started a Podcast to Read Trash Manga with my friends. And actually, most of them were trash, but some of them weren't. AKA, I'm a behemoth, an S rank monster, but mistaken for a trash manga. I live as an elf girl's pet. AKA, the Trash Manga Friends Podcast. That's right, we're back again, episode numero dozen. And as always, I am joined by the two greatest people to discuss trash with, Phil and Mike. How are you all doing? I'm not sure what I feel about being called the greatest to discuss this with, considering we have one opinion and it's always anger. But beyond that, I'm good. Hey, hey, hey now, there was at least one or two episodes you weren't that There's been one or two we've, we've each liked, I feel. Oh, it, it, there's always a seething underbelly of anger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I like this, but do I really? I like this, but I also hate it. <laughs> I like it, but I want to kill myself. Colin. <laughs> all, all right, Oof, steady on, buddy. We've only had one or two that were that bad <laughs> so far. <laughs> like, how long are we planning on doing this? Hundred years? I well, until one of us snaps, presumably. <laughs> oh, way ahead of you, buddy. <laughs> uh, I mean, in a nice place, the one suggesting it all. I'm, I'm safe there. <laughs> Why, do you think you've built up an immunity, like someone who drinks a small amount of poison every day? Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's why he does it. That's why he reads all of these things. It just makes him dull to the pain of trash manga. When the manga apocalypse comes, <laughs> you'll be so before, like, uh, th- There is some absolute trash I read that I just don't even suggest we do, because I'm like, no, that's just too awful. Sure. And, and I've, I've not hit the part where I'm like, how much do I hate you guys yet? <laughs> That's impressive. I, I both look forward to it and dread that day. Considering how much we trash over stuff you genuinely like, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no helping you people and your bad opinions. What can I say? <laughs> ooh, 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 hot takes from Phil. Damn. Well, uh, let's let's get into some bad opinions then. So, if if you've not listened before, uh, welcome to the show. So every fortnight we discuss a random manga or webtoon that usually Phil has picked out for us. And we kind of go over the good, more on the bad, and then a lot more on the trash, which usually involves Mike getting very angry. There's there's a run or two. I just just a couple. Like it's it's occasional. Like you might you might get lucky and have one in an episode in the past. Like Mike was referred to anger therapy, and they were like, no, no, the, you you barely ran. It's fine. <laughs> if anything, they're like this is this is helpful. Like this is getting it all out of his system. Like, yeah, I like yeah, the idea that the rants in. A professional just says, no, you barely rant. Like, that's like something to aspire to. <laughs> it's like, just a little one's fine. Just a little one. Life goals. Just, just a little outburst. <laughs> it's still good. It's still, still good. good. It's still... <laughs> but this week, aren't we doing something because of the, the day? Is it not a bit on the spooky side? Uh, yes. One, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> I, I was disappointed at your intro not being spooky. I'm not going to lie. I... I mean, there, there's no real spoopy like novel titles I can think of off the top of my head. They're all boring things like another or doubt. Like, <laughs> can't parody that. Press X to doubt. I'm, I'm still. I don't know if I'll ever do it, but there was one like I want to parody like this because there's like anime and manga that are just called like C or K. So at one point I might just go AKA to AKA. <laughs> just that's it. That's it. AKA but, F. But as Phil mentioned, we are in the season of the spoop. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, then uh, in two days' time on Saturday, it is Halloween. 
And uh, like all good little boys and girls, you will be staying indoors, not going outside into the Rona world. You mm-hmm. are that. Uh, life's, life's spooky enough as it is at the moment. Don't really need True. everyone catching stuff. So uh, stay safe during this uh, trick-or-treat season. Be spooky indoors. Yeah. But feel free to buy yourself like a bag of sweets, like by all means. Like, oh, yeah. Trick-or-treat oh. yourself rather than others. <laughs> Trick-or-treat yourself. I was just going to say, you buy the sweets to treat yourself, and you're listening to us, so you've clearly tricked yourself. So, <laughs> If you've been listening like since a- episode Ooh. one, <laughs> been listening since episode one, you've gone done played yourself, and here I, we go. I, but if you have been listening since episode one, thank you. And let's get into what episode 12 is going to be about. So we're going back into the realm of webtoons for our spoopy choice, and we're covering Pigpen, which is a horror webtoon. Uh, it started in October 2019 and then finished up in July 2020. So it's actually relatively short. There's only 68 episodes total in its runtime. Uh, it's written by Kim Carnby, who has also done a Sweet Home and Bastard, a couple of other webtoons. And the art is by, I'm going to get this wrong, so I apologize, John Biomskik, uh, who uh, apparently did Fantasy Sketch, of which I've heard of none of those. So yeah, if you're into the webtoon scene, you might know more of that. Uh, it is uh, licensed by Nava Webtoon, so it's available on webtoons.com in Indonesian. There's no official English translation yet. So, uh, and uh, there's no anime adaptation yet, but I wouldn't expect there to be because it's a bit more of a niche webtoon than, say, Tower of God. So uh, that's, that's a little bit about Pigpen, but uh, what about the actual story? What about the plot? Phil, tell us a little about Pigpen. Uh, sure. Imagine, if you would, you awaken, find yourself stranded on an island. No idea of how you got there, or even who you are. This is the story of one man finding himself in such a situation as he struggles to get back home and try and remember who he is. As he wanders about the island, he finds himself befriending finding a family who have set up a bed and breakfast, but they're all a little strange. Yeah, this is, uh, this is yeah. certainly like when people look for the weird Airbnbs, this is definitely <laughs> up there. Uh, did you intentionally do that description in the style of, um, I can't remember the actual, na- um, the actual name oh, of the I show, but... That's the one, yeah. Like the one that um, I can remember I was, the parody I, name of it. The yeah, scary dog. I was, trying, door, I was trying to go for that for a little. It bit. worked. I got it. it. I got it. <laughs> Glad you did. You <laughs> <laughs> swerve left, but can't avoid the scary door. Yeah, this was a weird one. Um, yeah. So, so just to sidestep talking about the actual comic for a moment. Okay. Um, normally. The way this works is I pick something I already read. Mm-hmm. However, because this one we knew was coming out near Halloween, I said I'll find something spoopy of sorts, something horror-y. Um, except I don't personally tend to read horror that much. Phil, so, no. You, you read Maruko-chan. That's horror. That That is probably <laughs> the closest to horror I read. Horror-adjacent. I mean, it was horrifying. <laughs> uh, so this, this isn't something I read before this. This is like I, I looked through a few series and came across this, and I thought this will do for our show. 
Um, sure. And one of the reasons I chose this is actually because um, when it comes to horror, I personally don't really care about like, oh no, look at the scary monster. Ah. Hmm. Because I that works in like film and television. It works in like media where it's moving and you can build up the suspense with um, scenes and music and all that kind of thing. Doesn't really work great in comics from whenever I've seen it. So I thought I wanted something a bit more on the psychological side, which this is. And that's why I picked this on that one. one. Yeah, this is definitely more of a like slow creep building horror of like more the sense of unease and like trying to figure out the yeah. mysteries of the island, as it were. Like if I had to describe this in one word, I would say unsettling. Mm. It 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 just the way it's drawn and how abrupt everything is and how strange everything is in this, like how slightly parallel to reality everything lies. It falls into a kind of uncanny valley that makes you so unsettled. Well, this, this is the thing. So there isn't anything supernatural going on in this. This is all, this could happen in real life. Mm-hmm. That There is nothing there that seems outlandish by any means. So as, as I sort of described uh, at the start, our main character, literally in the first strip, he wakes up on an island, no idea of who he is, where he is, and he basically stumbles around this island, eventually finding a... I'm going to say a mansion. It's not really a mansion, but it's bigger than a house. Yeah. It's, it's like... Um, it's a hotel. A hostel. A hotel, a hostel. Yeah, yeah some, something like that. A hotel, hostel, something. So Slightly larger than a house, but nothing massive still, I suppose. And um, he, he unfortunately passes out, but when he wakes up he's in a room, and he finds out he's been taken in by a very nice family. Um, only they don't tell him where he is. Like, they sort of try and avoid answering the question and, like, sidestepping it and things. And then he just sort of, as as he's going about his I don't want to say day-to-day life, because it's not his day-to-day life, but as he's going about his day and his encounters with the family, they sort of just seem to do things which are just a bit unnerving. And when you're unaware of who you are or where you are, and you're helpless because of this, those actions can suddenly seem a lot more sinister. It is... It's small things as well. Like, I mean, small but obvious things. Yeah. Like, um, the family itself is a God-fearing Christian family, which is fine in of itself, but it's they take things to the extreme. So yeah. they have the, the form of Christianity where everyone else is wrong and you're right. And the point of don't disrespect the family, disrespect the family, you pay the price and... Um, they're very okay with violence, but you know, as long as it's done in the right way, it's it, it's yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a very authoritarian idea, and every one of the family, of which there is, uh, we're presented with two daughters, an older son, and the mother and father, yeah. and every single one of them is 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 very unsettling in their own way. Like they're all very distinct characters. 
very mm. different. Not just in the way they're drawn, but in the way they act. It's it's very very different. They're all kind of their own tropes, but they are all very very unique and stand out from each other a lot. And every single one of them contributes to this atmosphere of dread that they've got moving around. Uh, everything they do, because they're perfectly hospitable. They let him stay for free and they feed him and they give him a bedroom and stuff. But the bedroom has no lock on the door. Like it's been drilled out. Uh, the food is always like always really extravagant and over the top. And it's all, always made by this one person. It's like none of these things are bad, but they always feel wrong or out of place. And when you couple that with the authoritarian vibes you're getting from the father figure and the isolation of the island and the fact that they all seem to be avoiding talking to him and things like they they drink red tea and oh it's it's so weird and it's unnerving and uh it gives you this 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 atmosphere of something isn't right here and it's all yeah. very well done i mean it does a great job as well with um the coloring as well so it's mm. Mo like not entirely, but it's mostly monochrome. But it yeah. like uses color to accent bits it wants to. Like especially with like when they're eating the food, the they show the blood red of the meat. When mm -hmm. they're drinking the tea, the blood red of the tea. Like and it as I say, it's not entirely monochrome. Like the night sky is still blue, for example. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, I remember thinking when I was doing this, it's kind of like if you've ever seen the movie uh, Schindler's List. Famously, that's a black and white movie, but it um emphasizes a couple of things in a particularly bright color like yeah. there's one child in throughout the film who you follow but you're not following but she's in like the background of shots and she's wearing a red coat and you can see even though it's a black and white movie it's got a red coat and then you follow her throughout the entire movie until eventually you unfortunately see her on a pile of bodies at the end of the movie it's like oh okay that's how she ended up and it draws attention to it in the exact same way except i think they do it better in this because they they do use the washed out nature of the comic to emphasize different emotions that you should be feeling and parts of the comic that make you feel uneasy. It's, and it's also things you wouldn't expect. Like there's a guy who wears workman gloves at one point and the palms of the gloves are red. We've been clearly established that red is most likely equal to blood at that point, but he's not wearing bloody gloves. And it's is very <laughs> everything about it just is designed to just keep you a little off kilter. Just the color is the coloring in this is amazing as well. So just to touch on something you mentioned there, uh, the man in the work clothes, that is a another person we discover on the island that's not part of the family. Yes, um, he apparently works for them. He's like the handyman of the place. Mm. Um. And again, he's also a little odd. Yeah. Um, just based on the interactions he has with our main character. Uh, like at one point, he, he sort of befriends the main character a bit, but then he, he sort of gives the main character warnings, like, oh, make sure you stay on the good side, prove your use and things like that. Mm. And then there's like um, a bit of an incident where the main character actually steals a kitchen knife because he's he's really paranoid something's going to happen. He wants something to defend himself. So he steals the knife, but then 
he doesn't admit he's stolen it and they're looking for this knife and they say well based on a couple of other incidents where he just gets into a bit of an altercation with um like the older uh, the older son the only son really mm-hmm. um they decide that he's not allowed to stay in the bed and breakfast anymore he's got to go stay in like a tree house and the um the workman's like yeah i told you you need to prove your worth if you're not careful you're gonna gonna end up like the guests they get and he's like oh, what do you mean he's like well but where are these guests and the workman just like points to the guy's the main character's stomach and he says somewhere over there sort of implying that he's been eaten eating people but then in like flip of a uh, flip of a hat that's is that the same no sure sure whatever drop <laughs> uh, of a hat drop drop of a hat thank i was yeah flip of a drop, switch i think it is yeah, I, I don't know what i'm going for here uh <laughs> Basically, very quickly after the main character's like, no, stop, stop messing with me. The guy's like, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm joking. How, how could you take any of that seriously? Like, he, he's very, I don't, I don't want to say bipolar, but he's very back and forth with his attitude. Very hot and cold. Yeah. Well, to be like, fair, they all are in their own yeah, way, kind of. Like, they, there will be times where they're acting kind of normal, and then you'll have, like, the, gro- the kind of ghostly stare. And then they say something haunting, like you have a lot of that across all the characters. You, you do, but it's it's just a bit more jarring with the workman, I suppose, because he's actively really friendly and doesn't seem weird until this point. He's also the only source of information you actually get. Yes, there is that. Yeah, which it, it does that does bring me to another point of because I can't say all good things about this, obviously. And one of the things I definitely dislike about this is it is a frustrating read. Because it's a slow burn, and I've got no nothing wrong with a slow burn if you are constantly still moving forward. But this story, because of the style they put it in, always feels like one step forward, one step back, two steps forward, two steps back. Because you never quite manage to nail down what is real, what's a dream, what's delusion. Yeah, that was definitely something I made in my notes that it gets as it goes further, like essentially what we read splits into two parts. So we're kind of discussing the first part at the moment. We'll get to the second bit later. Mm -hmm. But like it's a lot of like it's establishing mysteries, but giving you very little information to go on. And then it very quickly introduces the idea that maybe the characters aren't getting drugged by the family. And then there's dream sequences where he's chasing after things. And you very quickly end up in a situation of you can't like someone will say something or a scene will happen and you'll be like well is it real a hallucination a dream sequence and it makes it hard to really invest in anything or interpret anything because i can just look at anything and go well i don't know if it's real so why do i care yeah like considering that the thing starts in such so grounded in reality man on shipwreck ends up on an island weird family that's a fairly grounded in reality setup but then it starts throwing all this stuff at you and you completely lose that grounding, which I get was the point. Like, I understand. I'm not it dumb. Off kilter. And again, it's yeah. a horror, which is what you want to do. Yeah. But it, I get, it goes a bit too far in some ways in that I just can't. I struggle to get invested in anything because, as yeah. I mentioned, is it something I should actually invest in? Or? The, the thing for me is I actually didn't mind that too much because I viewed it more as um, we've discussed it before in a previous episode. I forget which. 
um, kind of like the unreliable narrator. Yeah, unreliable narrator, yeah. Because I see it as we're experiencing all this through the lens of the main character, and he's the the point is even he's getting confused over what's a dream, what's reality. That's feeding into his paranoia. Oh, no, I, I completely get that. But when one of the reader's goals will be to decipher the mysteries and you can't reliably take any clue, then it kind of, why would I invest? Yeah, I, I actually did try to discover the mystery that was going on. I'm like, oh, okay, so this thing's happening. And then they show you stuff which directly opposes that uh, the theories you make. And it's like, okay, so I guess this is happening. And then they show you something that directly opposes that. And you're always kept guessing. And it's whether or not that was intended, it's so frustrating to read. I mean, the, the, the only thing I noticed that was sort of conflicting was the, the, the fourth child, the, the younger son, the I guess. Boy. Yeah, yeah the, the, the young boy, who our main character occasionally sees with his cell phone, which had gone yeah. missing at the start. Yeah, because it wasn't working, he threw yeah. it on the ground. And it's sort of implied for the longest time that that's just sort of part of his delusions and things. Or like a ghost or something, or, or, yeah. Or I, I assume yeah. a ghost, considering yeah. it directly shows a thing which implies that he is a ghost. Uh, sure, yeah. The, there is that, but that's never really touched upon in what we read. So, But then... Because that's sort of all around his dream sequences or his hallucinations, like where he starts seeing the family wearing like pig masks, I guess. Mm -hmm. Those are always all at night. Yeah, always all at night. And But then he wakes up again and he's like, that's a fucking weird dream kind of thing. Mm. Um, but then. Because he wakes up after one of them, which is fine. But then another one, he chases the kid to a field, talks to them, and then comes back. So it's like, is that real? Is yeah. this a dream? Uh... Yeah, that that's the thing. That's why I'm saying the kid is like the only thing I'm unsure on. At what point is it reality? What point is it delusion? Yeah. Or and at least in what we read, you basically get no explanation for it. like none, no, nothing that can conceivably be drawn together to a satisfying explanation. I, as I say, I'm pretty sure ghost because of the one. There's a scene they show, so the kid's always on like a swing outside the treehouse where the main yeah. guy, which is, is a very ghostly thing to begin with. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've got no problem. Like, yeah. I've got no problem with that. But then there is a scene later on where I think he like has because he gets locked in there, so he jumps out the window, and as he's falling to the ground, he like puts his hand on the swing to steady himself. I mean, they do a shot where they zoom in on the swing, and it's shown that like the dust print of his hand because no one's been on that for so long. Yeah, which to me was okay. So the kids go. Oh, a dust right. Okay. Yeah, what did you think that was? was? <laughs> I don't know. Cause like the way it framed that little scene thing after he's left the yeah oh i don't get why there's like the magical wind gusts yeah but, but that's swim. the thing there's like you see like the wind gust with the leaves and it almost looked like there's some hands holding the leaves or something i assumed it was like a ghostly handprint on the um right on the seat rather than dust. yeah ad admittedly i i kind of just glossed over the leaves thing because i i had I, no I, idea what yeah i have on. to it's it's not something I've... like yeah there are a few weird shots like that where it feels almost like they're like and if it was animated then it would do this and because they got motion <laughs> blur on the yeah. shot it's like maybe you don't, you don't really need that <laughs> maybe the artist is just like really diving for that anime adaptation <laughs> 
Like, no, you can, t- you can totally use this as keyframes. Totally. It's, it's pretty rare, but there are some times when you just have weird motion blown shots. It pans from one point to another. It's like, I don't really need this. I get what you're doing, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, frustrating read, but if the, if, the, if the goal is to keep you off center constantly, it definitely does it. Because you never know what you can cling to as a reader. And as Phil says, if this is intended to be an unreliable narrative situation, then that's fine. They did it well. Um, but just as a reader, unreliable is one thing. Frustrating is another for me. It's, it's yeah, because it feels like something. it's generating mysteries that aren't even relevant. So there's like yeah. one point with, uh, I think it's the post box. And when you yeah. first land on the island, they're like, here's the post box with a nice... And like, here's the pole it's on, and it's kind of fallen over. So here's a nice smooth ending to it. It's like cool. And then when he comes back later on, when it's kind of important to the plot, he then goes, "Oh my god! Oh, it's been sharpened like a spear, so it's got a grand point on it." It's like, whoa! This is new. Someone's changed this. This never comes up again. Yeah, I I do have a theory about that, but I also but considering all the other theories, I just naturally came up with while I was reading this. I don't know if that's going to be correct, or I have no indication as to whether or not it's going to, yeah, it's going to pay off. It presents mm. interesting mysteries, but then doesn't really say is, is this one you should care about or not, or it's like. Eh, I, I think that's probably it. That's probably what's so frustrating: the lack of payoff to anything. Yeah, and maybe it'll all be drawn together because you say it's went for it's gone for sixty chapters at the moment. Uh, right? It's finished now, sixty-eight chapters. Yeah, so maybe in sometime in the next. 30 odd chapters it'll draw everything together and be like oh all of these weird things are actually totally relevant in very equal ways it's yeah. possible but it, this took me a couple hours to get through i've never been more confused so, I imagine reading this week to week the the one mystery i suppose for me that's just never resolved is the pictures so yes um Oh, the front sides of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So throughout the uh, comic, every so often, our main character finds like a photo, I guess, mm-hmm. a photo or a printout with a picture on it. Except it's like a mosaic or something. Yeah, it's like heavily pixelated. He- heavily pixelated to the extent you can't figure out what it is. The main character's like, "Oh, what's this? Is it like a mosaic or is it like really?" I, I always assumed it was like a a map of the island. Yeah, this this kind what? of what I've assumed nothing's ever been said on it because on the back of them there was always a number yes which is actually the big payoff as far as we're concerned because yeah that is the one actual yeah mystery. yeah like, like later on when he actually uh gets a hold of the uh small boy who's got his phone and he's no, starting... Phil, it was in his pocket all the along time. yeah uh, off with that <laughs> yeah as I say, this is why that particular part's a bit confusing with the boy. But he's like, the the boy's like, oh well, you you've sort of figured, you've figured out the clues of like the the numbers, I guess. I yeah yeah. And, I really um, don't. It turns out that was like the uh, his phone. The, the password for his, for his phone. phone. Yeah. I mean, I which have triggers his memories. I have several problems with that scene. Firstly, it's weird that he just gets the phone and then immediately is like, ah, passcode. Well, luckily we've already solved this mystery. It's like, why would you not spread those two Yeah, I, I felt like they had planned on writing a thing between then and then, but they were like, ah, fuck it, just cut that bit out. 
yeah, maybe that would that would make sense. And then I guess uh, yeah, another bit is it's weird how he comes to the realization that they're okay. So to, to kind of go back, so basically one of the <laughs> credits of his whole thing is that he's been after one of the things. He's like, well, I'm trapped on island, so okay, I'll just phone or use the internet and get out of here. You're not willing to help me, and they're like, there are no phones or internet here. How do people get here for our B and B? Don't don't ask questions. Go away. Yeah. Stop asking questions. But basically, eventually, he finds out that the, the father does have a laptop, and he can only access one web page on it because spooky. And it's a lovely picture, like a hand, a drawing of the family with the uh, the sixth guy, the little boy's face scribbled out in the background. And he clicks on that, and it's like clicks off, and then shows a riddle in kind of like blood red font to be really ominous. It's which not talks... really a riddle. It's just like a little. That's what I assumed it was a riddle at first. So it's well, like a poem, but yeah, it's essentially it's a yeah, it's a a piece on like the six pigs, and I don't have it all written down here, but it's basically like uh the like the fourth pig is long and slender and has a dark side to him. The sixth pig does not exist. Just things like that, which is neat. And I must admit, when I first saw it, I thought, ah, that's on the back. The family got it because yeah. the sixth one does not exist. So that's the kids. There's, I think the first one can destroy any and kill with like a, with just one finger. And it's like, okay, so yeah. it's the little girl because you've seen her killing bugs with a finger, essentially. Got it. It all makes sense. Completely wrong. Not at all what it's about. It's actually about his phone code, weirdly. It's about where he's found these pictures with yeah. his code on it, with the exception of the sixth one, which he never found. But he was like, oh, it doesn't exist. So zero. So there was no sixth one. That's the point. Because zero, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah, so that's the. I'd, and again, don't think about it too hard. Like, why would there be a poem for? Shh, don't, don't, don't ask. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so basically, as I say, that's kind of where that comes from. But then magically, he's like just staring at a nail, and he goes, "I've got it. That's the numbers linked to the poem." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Where'd that realization come from? He's not even staring at any of the items that have given him the clue, even though he has several of them lying around. He just hits he a nail, hits his finger. The, um, pipe he found one of them in. No, because he's just done his. Um, he's working on the cabinet that the little girl wants him to build, and he's banged his thumb, and he's just like staring, like holding his hands in like a position to look at the nail, and he's like, "Wait a minute, I've cracked right. it." Yeah, it is a little even bit. Like he doesn't even have his phone at that point, so he wouldn't even know that it's for, like, what the that would. It's just weird. It's weird. As I say, I in my head it was all about it was a thing about the family, and I thought that was neat. But yeah, I. Well, I think that's intentionally written that way. Yeah, to, to misdirect you. Impression as well. Yeah, like I, I'm pretty sure it's an intentional misdirect. The only thing is, that's the only time I feel like it was ever written as an intentional misdirect. The rest of the time, it just seems like weird for weird's sake. I suppose the thing is it could still also be about the family yeah i think that's it can't be a double meaning of sorts that would be i would like that yeah uh i i have theories as to what's going on but i don't know if any of them are going to be proved accurate Mm. Uh, and if and i'd just like to be clear if it feels like we're talking about this in a misjointed or messed up way it's because that really is how the thing is presented to you like we're not talking about stuff necessarily in order but we are talking about stuff in the way it is presented. One second you're presented with this perfectly normal situation, maybe like a little bratty daughter, and, uh, yeah. and, and but that's about it. It's, like, it's just normal shit. 
and then all of a sudden, uh, we're gonna kill you. Like, wait, what? Why? No, we're fine. Wait, what? Why? We're gonna drink blood. Wait, what? Why? Oh no, it's well, tea. In fairness, there's always like the underlying implication that they're probably killing people, which does get confirmed later on that they are uh, confirmed in people. the biggest air quotes you can possibly imagine. I was gonna say it's not. <laughs> there, there, there's guests there, and then there aren't guests there, and there's but bloody there? globes. But yeah, were yeah, there? But, uh, I like, mean, they try and spin it, but then they say yes. Like, yeah, we do see some guests appear. Who, for the record, last all of about ten panels. Let's be honest; they don't even get to speak. They, they themselves are not relevant, I guess. Yeah. Sure, but it's like, goddamn, just <laughs> here and gone. The end. It's the whole thing is set up in such a way that you never know what's real. And so if there it really is guests and if they are really killing them, then this needs to play into something overall. And we are getting breadcrumbs. We're getting clues toward what might be happening. The problem is all of these clues are so very disjointed that when you get information that's probably real, like the presence of the guests, you don't know whether or not to trust it. And yeah. I don't think that's meant to be from the character's point of view. The character who is not named for at least two-thirds of this section we read, yes. by the way. Um, which is why we haven't said any names, because names are mostly irrelevant in this. I mean, na yeah, names are mostly irrelevant in anything we read in fairness. But yeah, in this one, specifically, he has amnesia, so he doesn't even know his name for about two-thirds yeah. of what we read. They don't even give him like a temporary name or anything. He is just... What are you on about? He's a Jussie. <laughs> uh, yes, he is. That, that is He's, a Korean honorific. Yeah, Korean honorific for a stranger. Or something, I think, I think. Uh, it's for uncle, I believe. Okay, yeah. right. It's for like older men. In the translation we read, the translators are actually very, very good at putting in translation notes and putting in um, stuff where it explains cultural differences in terms. So this is one of the examples of it where they call the younger child calls him uncle, but in such a way that it's to imply a stranger, which makes no sense in English. But I imagine in Korean it does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah, as I say, the translation does the good, like for when they're calling 112. And as, as Brits like we are, you might be like, what the heck's that? Well, that's the, their equivalent of 911, as it were. Yeah. I mean, I figured that out without the... Um, but yeah, but it, they they take the time to do it though. So I think the best instance of like the translator notes for me was the um, weed killer one. Yes. Uh, so uh, there's a little plot point where our main character helps the older daughter escape from the island because she's been saying they're abusing her. She wants to escape and so on. And when I mean, the all true. For the record, very, very rarely do characters lie in this. They just have twisted meanings behind their words. Where, where, yeah. Rarely do they lie. They just often omit parts. Exactly, yeah. But um, she, she's like, oh, you've got to help me get off this island. They're abusing me, blah, blah, blah. And when these guests appear, um, he's like, oh, man, they must come here on a boat. Go get the boat. I, I applaud him for the record because there are like the characters aren't always on the. There are times where they're surprisingly on the ball, and this is one of them where he's like, "Fuck this! I'm like, I'm not going to even talk to them. I'm going to a boat. Get me out of here." Yeah. Fuck this! Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like he's straight up paranoid enough at this point. He's like, "No, I just want to get away." Yeah. So he rushes to the boat. He bumps into the 
older daughter who's sort of been asking for help. He's like, quick, come with me. They get to the boat, find the uh, son there, the oldest son. The adult son, yeah. Uh, and she says, I'll distract him. You, like, get away kind of thing. Just promise you come back for me. And then he sort of decides to try and knock the son out. He straight up tries to brain him with a rock, yep, which yep, is actually a neat little bit of foreshadowing, which we'll get to in a minute. But, uh... Sure. Um, which backfires, but he takes the opportunity to tell the daughter to get on the boat, get away, just promise she'll come back for him. And she says, yes, I promise I'll come back. Yep. She does. And, she takes great uh, pains to say those exact words. Yep. And then, obviously, you get the family meeting where it's like, oh, how could you do this? She might never come back. And then the family just starts cackling. <laughs> yeah, in a very, very unsettling way. Like It, it cannot yeah. be understated how unsettling this entire thing is. And, like Even in yeah. the way that they draw sound effects in this like yeah. it's always like in jagged or shaking or tilted writing just to let you know that it's it ain't right there's something yeah. it, it is it is good it. how it'll sometimes like sometimes somebody will set them off and you'll be like yeah i saw that coming but then sometimes someone will just say something you think is innocuous and then they'll all just start staring at him and you're like yeah, uh, yeah. what <laughs> why was yeah. that a tree why was that a trigger word hmm. but um so after they have this family meeting he gets exiled to the tree house i think it is at that point yeah um, and then later on, we see the daughter come back. She's all fancy dressed, carrying loads of shopping bags. And you find out basically she just wants to go to like the mainland and go shopping and clubbing. Go clubbing and, and shopping and be hella rad. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, um, when he conf- the main character confronts her, she was just like, oh, here, I got you this gift I thought of you. And it's a bottle of weed killer. And there's actually a nice little translation note underneath it, which says like, oh, basically this particular brand of weed killer was like in the news in Korea a few years back because it was involved in a string of like accidental or intentional um, poisoning cases. Uh, suicides, I think it was. Well, yeah. Well, the well, one I, I was avoiding saying suicides because it did also say accidental. Um, well. There's also another time with the translation notes, which talks about um, when we're talking about the riddle or poem or whatever. It says something like "slender can kill with a single touch." Yeah. Um, that apparently was referring to a string of um, Korean cyberbullying-related sui- cyber suicides or something. So, like, the idea is you're killing them with a single touch of the keyboard, kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, it's it's very well done. Like, whoever whoever translated this. Not only do they know the language, they really know knew the culture, which is great. And it did help a lot because a lot of those references would have been completely lost on them. Like completely. In fact, like there's some of them where it's useful to know, but there are other like I can infer that she's giving him poison to off sure, himself. Yeah. I can infer that can like does it really matter if it was cyberbullying or whatever to kill someone with one finger? Like as I say, I am not I'm not I'm not saying you shouldn't put that extra detail in. I'm just I, saying I it wasn't it... always relevant. It just helps establish why things are written the way they are, and it, because obviously, as you say, like we never would have potentially put together like, oh, can kill with like the touch of a finger or whatever it was to cyberbullying. I mean, that's that's fair. As I say, it's it's better to travel to It's better and translator notes than Kekagu means plan. So. <laughs> I will not hear the besmirching <laughs> of 
the greatest fan subgroup of all time of GG and what, TV Nihon. Oh right, okay. <laughs> no, no, GG so, uh, and they're fantastic. No, GG parodied it. <laughs> TV I don't Nihon, I think, did it. <laughs> like, remind me, what does Keikaku mean? I I don't uh, know. Plan. <laughs> does uh, Keikaku mean Keikaku? Uh, but uh, yeah. Speaking of like things going to plan do we want to do we want to start talking about because we've talked a lot about like the first not even half what we read like the first tw- i think it's the first 20 or so strips of what we read is kind of this foreboding yeah. mystery yeah there's a lot in there there's a lot in there to try and interpret but then at one point the author seems to go i've had enough of this so he unlocks his phone he goes through the photos he sees some selfies where he picks up his name some food shots are on there and then he's got this nice little photo, like this nice collection of like, uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called, like friends or something like that. I think it's just like my, my photos or memories uh, or something. Memories or something. It's something like that. Or something, yeah. yeah, so he scrolls through and he's like, oh, I've got a girlfriend. That's nice. And why are there pictures of me stalking her and braining her? Oh, God. And then flip through some more and you see some more like people like having fun times with him and then him offing them. As the big reveal comes, that uh, our beloved lead character is a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Yep. And hot damn, I did not, I didn't yeah, see how, that coming. How's that shit for a switcheroo? I, I mean, I loved it. And it, it genuinely feels at that point like the author, because we've talked about all the slow foreboding, the thing, and the author at that point just goes, fuck it, and pulls the trigger, and it suddenly sets off at this breakneck pace of. Hmm kill or be killed this guy versus the family who have been fucking with him for the past 20 strips yeah and he goes full full ham yeah like he goes straight up like you guys have been fucking with me no 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 i'm the boss of this island and he just goes around finding the best and easiest way to murder everyone he doesn't though is i think like so basically just the the morning after he recovers his I say recovers his memories. It's not clear if he's recovered everything, but enough no. to know he's been... He has a sense of self, essentially. At yeah, this he, point. he kind of remembers who he is. He remembers he's been killing people. And we learned the reason he's on the island is because um, he was actually wanted by the authorities that got his picture and everything. And he was basically trying to escape overseas. Yes. When the boat capsized and uh, he lost his memory kind of thing. And um, so the morning after he's recovered his memories, he actually encounters the father out shooting seagulls, which is something which is established earlier in the comic. Um, and the uh, father hands him the gun and says, oh, do you want to try your hand at it? This time I've actually loaded it on like the first time this particular scene happened. Yeah, yeah. I, not, not the smartest move, Dad, but you know. It, it's not, but at sure. this point he doesn't realise there's any harm in it, I suppose. But um, Even though, just to sidetrack that, in that first scene where they're establishing the, the hunting, not hunting rifle, the shotgun, and when they're establishing that, he literally points the gun at him and pulls the trigger. But it's like, ah, oh, no, you can't do that. He hasn't been cocked or something. Like so, he should know that this Did is not a man who should hand gun. He does. Uh, yeah. He didn't. Oh, okay. He didn't pull the trigger. No. Um, right. I didn't think then, so. then the dad was like, "Oh, you knew it wasn't loaded." <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the dad's like, "It's a double barrel shotgun. If you fire both shots, you've got to reload it." Of course, you already knew that. Otherwise, you wouldn't have pointed it at me. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. He, when we flash to this later version, 
when our main character remembers he's a serial killer. Dad gives him the gun. This time he says, oh, it's loaded, so no more jokes, please. Well, you you, you specifically see a shot of him loading it before he hands it yeah. over as well, which is nice. Yeah, you do as well. Uh, so main character sh- tries to shoot a bird, misses, and then just puts the other one in the dad's chest. And then he's like, oh, I should have gotten bullets. Oh, well, guns are no fun anyway, and chucks it away. So he seems to not want to be trying to take the I mean, he's he's been he's been a serial killer. He wants to have fun with his prey. Yeah, he like he. In fact, just after that, he's like planning out who he wants to kill next and things. Because he was like, "Oh no, this person was just like really awful to me." And, and actually, I want to take my time with this one because they're just like really shitty. And... That that scene is a really kind of good way of grounding it. Like we're we're past that first initial. Oh, it's a mystery. Oh, what's happening now? It's now we're in this phase of. I don't really care what's happening. I'm just going to kill him. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. It, he straight up turns it into uh, Battle Royale. Yeah. Well, the thing is, well, he kind of flips things around as well because we, we've sort of said it before, like the, the family does lots of little things which just seem out of place. But then like one, one of the big things they do is they just sort of say like small little things, maybe like under their breath, maybe which he just kind of catches and he's like, hang on, that's a fucking weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. And then once he's gotten his memory back and he's talking to them, he starts doing that and you can see they're starting to get unnerved. Yeah, it's definitely, I think I wrote in my notes of like, for the first 20 or so, he's playing at their pace, as it were. Like, they're the ones catching him off guard. They're the ones kind of constantly keeping him on the bounce. But now the script has completely flipped and now it's him who's the one catching them off guard and keeping them on the bounce. Yeah. And then I suppose the thing is, he, we see manages to kill the father, then he goes and has a lovely breakfast with the rest of the family. And um, the oldest son's actually a bit suspicious of him, as we find out, because he smells gunpowder on him. Yeah. And I don't think we mentioned this son has always been off. Yeah. Like, it, he's always had a bit of a hair trigger. He very clearly takes after his father, but he's also, yeah, very clearly... Like, he will jump to conclusions is an understatement. There's a time earlier on where he sees the, the character with a book that uh, the uh, elder sister dropped. And instead of going, man, that's weird, just goes immediately to, oh, you killed her. I'm going to kill yeah. you. It's like, oh, you've jumped a few steps there. And that's Yeah, like... it's one of the many very unsettling things this, this yeah. thing does. There's, they do sort of imply... He does have some sort of um, some sort yeah, of disability. He has a mental yeah. disability. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, even then, it's like because you can actually tell this in the art. But he goes at him with full intent to kill him. Yes. <laughs> oh god. Like, yes. Full intent. There's there's no joking about it or anything. It's just he's going to murder him now. Um. But yeah. So after he's killed the dad, the the eldest son's starting to get a bit, I say, get a bit suspicious. He's just outright suspicious of him. Immediately, yeah. And then confronts him in the treehouse where he's staying. And he kind of manages to talk his way out of it. He's like, oh, no, why would I kill your dad? You'd very clearly be suspicious of me, blah, blah, blah. And the son's like, oh, yeah, fine. But then, like, as soon as they're leaving, he's like, oh, but wait, why did you come eat if, breakfast? If you, think, if you think we were eating people, oh, why, yeah. why did you eat with us? Yes, thank yeah. you. That that was it. I was like, <laughs> I don't remember why that was a 
thing. Yeah. yeah. Which is honestly a pretty good fucking question. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a good thing. And that's why the protagonist is like, oh, shit, you caught me. Oh, well. well. The, the other thing as well is he also says, that, I don't know if he actually says this, but the main character at that point also thinks they're drugging him through the food. Yeah. Yeah. Which okay, he, does, he does sidestep a bit because he intentionally ruins like one of their breakfasts and is like, oh, yeah. no, I'll have that one. You can have mine. So yeah, I, I I'm know. not. I'm not sure. Like, I can never tell whether he got drugged or not. I feel if he did, it probably happened when he got knocked unconscious before he went to the house for the first time, because mm. he magically has a wound on his hand that wasn't there in the previous scene. So yeah. I'm like, uh, maybe the yeah. So when he wakes up in the bed, his hands like wrapped in plasters, but that's oh, never right. really shown how he got that wound. Like maybe it was just like generic cuts and stings from making his way to the house, but. If yeah. you were going to sneak drugs into him, that would be the time, basically. So, some, something we actually haven't mentioned, I suppose. Um, this work hand they've got, we actually discover he is a former pop star, idol, Korean pop star, uh, supposedly quite well known. And we see in flashbacks, actually pretty early on, in fact, mm. that it's all over the news he's gone missing and that he had associations with um a drug dealer apparently yeah like you see the news clips from i think it's actually in the very it, first it, strip yeah, yeah in, in the in like the in when it flashes back to the bits beforehand when they're in like a seafood place you see on the news like that's one yeah. of the things that's reported yeah like when when you see it in like the first strip they just call him like singer j or something i think yeah they don't give him like his proper name uh whether that's just because that's the news or that's his memory i don't know but um Basically, this work hand reveals, oh yeah, I was actually this guy. Um, he doesn't say why he's on the island or anything, but we do see in a later comic. Um, our main character actually, actually notices the crook of his arm and sees needle track marks. Yes. And then um, when they're sort of trying to get the main character out of the house, he appears again with a gun to basically say, no, you're going out. And the father just slips in like a little envelope of something into his pocket, sort of implying they're supplying him with drugs. So we do sort of have that connection. They they can produce some sort of drugs. Yeah. We don't know what they are, but the thing that I caught me with the idol, I noticed this on the re thing, it was it's like a small nitpicking thing to try and figure out, but like so if he went missing enough recently to be on the news, goddamn, he went fat. Really, really fast. <laughs> I think what they were trying to get at there is if you actually eat humans, little fun fact for you, eating human is actually incredibly unhealthy for people because it is so high in fat. So I think the thing they're getting at is that he got fat because he was eating people. Wow, I did not. Yeah, that's, it's an, a, that's an interesting it's a, thought, yeah. I, I was I, not aware of that, but yeah, I—that's I, what I think they're going for. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm I, wrong about everything fucking else in this thing so far. <laughs> it's impossible to get a nail on it, but maybe that's I mean, what they're thinking of. The thing for me as well is like I don't know if um, did, did did they ever really put any sort of time frame on when the singer went missing? No, there's no. no like time frame but if it's still in the news then you would imagine it's well, the, not the thing is they were old. talking about like the drug dealer so i don't know if they brought the single up in relation there, to there's that. ways you can get around it but it was like god damn he let himself go 
Yeah, it's, it's especially weird as well, because if the idea is that he came to this island and then was doing manual labor in exchange for room, board, and drugs, then if the people who are eating at the dinner table with these massive lavish meals, they're not getting overweight, why would he be when he's clearly doing way more physical work than they are? It's, uh, it's just not, weird. With the exception of the mum and the older sister, we do see the others all doing manual labour as well in some form. So, like, the dad goes out hunting, so you can assume he's probably pretty active. There's, there's a difference between doing some shooting and building I, yeah, and repairing don't, don't things. Get, I, I get that, but the point is, we see he goes out, he's active, he might not be eating as much, for example, and he's burning off stuff he does eat. But then yeah. the, he the spends older, all that time being his children, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, oh, damn. Just and that. his children. Yes, that is not wrong. Find out. Um, I mean, he is a he's a he's a good Christian. <laughs> good. God bearing Christian. A got a Bible thumping Christian. They pointed out, and I because it's like such a cliche, but I did love the bit where he's just got the Bible and the gun next to each other on the wall. Yeah, yeah, he's got <laughs> on the wall. He's got mounted a crucifix and a gun next to each other. Yeah, it's it's a cliche right there. Yeah. Um, we see like the. The son, the oldest son, he obviously does a lot of manual labor. We don't necessarily see what he's doing, but he's always out and about and he's uh, feeding the pigs, I think it is, and moving probably. things around. Yeah. Um, and we know that the youngest daughter, she tends to butcher the pigs as well. She also collects bugs. Yeah, she also runs around collecting bugs and murdering them as well. Yes. Yes. Sure is a family murder. So. We see there, at the very least, active. We don't see much in regards to the mum or the older daughter. But... I'm back. She's active on those club floors. Oh. Got a... Oh, John, <laughs> what are you saying? That she dances, Phil. <laughs> what did you think he was saying? <laughs> <laughs> Although, that does lead into a part where one of the... We actually mentioned this earlier, side note. Um, she When she was convincing main character man to uh, get her off the island. She did kind of imply that she was DTF and then... Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I, I don't know. It's just another manipulation tactic, I guess. Well, it was also because I also I think one of the pig riddle things was like one of them longs for a love that will never come and I was like, maybe that's her. I mean, it could sure. also be the mother, but uh, it's like that's probably one of them based off of their actions. But uh, Yeah. But yeah, it's just, as I say, like, when it gets going, man, it really gets, go like, I found oh, this kind of, off. if, I, I remember when we were discussing solo leveling way back then, I felt that that had a very strong start, like, it is absolutely mental for those first 10 to 15 strips, but then kind of cools off. Mm -hmm. This is the exact opposite of it, where it's the, it's a slow burn at the start, and it's, if I, admittedly, if I didn't have, like, a quota of, like, I'm going to read 30 strips for this for this show I might not have made it through that slow start but once it hits the trigger it it just goes Well, so we, we read up to chapter 29 because it starts at chapter 0 so we read 30 yes. chapters mm -hmm. and it's in chapter 22, 23 he gets his memory back for real yeah I think yeah. that's around when in the reveal of he's a serial killer happens and then I think it's time to talk about the ending of chapter 29 yeah, you um, 
I don't know if you planned this or not, Phil, but damn, that was an ending. Yeah, I'd say to to an extent I did when we were discussing how much we were going to read. At the, at the time we were discussing it, there was only 29. Chapter 29 was the last one out in English. Yeah, we should say that if you are interested in reading this all, um, it's still being trans it's still being fan translated at the moment. So there's about five or more so after what we read. But uh, yeah. you'll probably have to wait a little bit for it to be fully done. But um, when when we were discussing it, we, we normally aim for about 30 for the webtoons, I think, now after... <laughs> after one. the gamer where we did... <laughs> Let's do 40! That's half a season. And then yeah. uh, like Mike had words off camera. I would actually be very happy if you never reminded me that thing existed ever again. <laughs> but, My life uh, would be better. <laughs> yeah, like we're, we're about 30, but generally when it comes to webtoons, we sort of say, well, how, how far are we reading? There's no clear cut two volumes. Yeah, like saying a season is going to be like a hundred strips. Yeah. So, because like a chapter of a webtoon isn't equivalent to a chapter of manga, so it's hard. No. But some webtoons are longer. But yeah, it's a mess. Well, yeah, when when we're discussing how many to read of this, I was like, we we need to read all of it just because that ending is so perfect. Because so as I said, it's about chapter twenty two, twenty three. The main character gets his memory back that he's a serial killer. We get a few chaps of him going on a bit of a rampage, he kills the father, he kills the oldest son in the end. That, and then, that one irked me a tiny bit, considering like up until that point, they've shown the oldest son having pretty damn quick reactions. Like He reacts within about a second of getting his, about when he's about to be brained with a rock. Mm-hmm. He like, instinctively reacts to that. But he doesn't react in time to getting nail-gunned through the body. They do actually not point... Nail-gun, but... Oh, is it not? It, it, uh, it's a... It, it's it's a... The rod gun it's a it, is it a rod gun i thought it was like just air pressure or something no it, really it, it's um I, I, i'll tell you what it is it's, uh, it's what they kill the pigs with so. yeah. yeah it's actually a thing used with uh used in slaughtering pigs um if you have ever seen one of these two movies the first new it movie the one with their kids or if you've seen no country for old men uh the killer in no country for old men carries one around with him and it's just a high pressure cylinder which fires a rod which is right. it's yeah and it, it's like with the force of a bullet but it doesn't yeah. actually go anywhere so but yeah they they do explain that he could actually kill him in that scene because um he uses his super serial killer instincts that he now has for some reason to say hey have you noticed that whenever you attack me you always swing downwards so he baited the he does say that yeah and then he baits so he baits the attack swings downwards and then just sticks it in his ribs and kills him I don't recall seeing that on either of my reads. But, uh... He definitely does say that. It makes a point, which is why I, I mean, thought... you both oh, said it, so clearly. But, uh... um, that might be spoilers for Sean. I'm assuming Sean doesn't care. Um, that might be in one of the later chapters we've read, Mike. Oh. Yeah, definitely is nothing in 29, because I just checked. Or whatever okay. it is. Well, my he bad. kill him in 29. I mean, in fairness, that's... Yeah, it's... I'll, I'll, I'll allow it, like, you know he's a serial killer now he knows what he's doing sure i don't know it just seemed a, it just seemed a little weird after the i had been probably the fastest reactions of the whole family yeah it's a little weird except maybe the little girl credit where it's due she is fucking quick oh, on the yeah. uptake <laughs> yeah she she fucking face rolled her, all of her cooldowns <laughs> and... i mean to be fair he wasn't exactly subtle it was like oh yeah killed your dad and your brother and she's like no, wow. he doesn't even say it like she goes oh you killed dad got it and then just fucking lobs honey and bees like in a super runs. casual way as well yeah she lobs these 
sacks of honey that she has with her because she's catching bugs, and I assume yeah. that's why she's trying to catch wasps. I think. Yeah, and then and then lobs a uh, carton of wasps at him that she's carrying around. Carton of box, cage, whatever they call. It's pretty genius. Yeah, it's, and he's and he's sitting there going like, "Ow, they're stinging me!" And like, yeah. <laughs> They're fucking wasps. <laughs> you're covered in honey and you're attacking them. Yeah, so, but at this point she starts legging it, but then he sees the um, workman, the former idol, and he's like, yeah. shit, I have to get him first because he's still got a hunting rifle. Yeah, he actually mentioned that earlier. Yeah. In like, this is something he does consider earlier on. Yeah. Like, he does consider him the biggest threat because of the gun. Mm-hmm. So he chases after him, but unfortunately loses sight of him as he finds the guy's um, house, I guess, living quarters. Uh, notice the gun's gone, and then when he's trying to figure out what to do, gets brain from behind by the butt of the gun. Sure does. Which brings us to chapter 29, Oof. where he wakes up locked in a basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the family, the mum, the two daughters, sort of just come see him and talk to him. He gets fed some truth serum. It's implied. Yeah, because he truth can't stop. Is it? Yeah, I thought he... they just. I thought they just shoved the phone on his lap and filled. Yeah, him well, she, she uh, the youngest daughter force feeds him, but then the mum starts asking him questions, and then he's like, "Hang on, why am I being so truthful? Oh, they probably drug." Yeah, like he says something to the effect of, "I can't stop spilling my guts or something." Yeah. I I just assumed it's because you know he's a psychopath. I mean that you could also that also could be yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it could just be a misdirect, and he's just enjoying yeah, yeah. himself. Um, but then uh, he sort of taunts the mother and is like, oh, just wait till I get out of here. You'll all be dead kind of thing. She's like, oh, well, you couldn't do it when you were free. You've got no chance now. For the record, that irks me, the whole, like, you were free to begin with. Like, no, he wasn't. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I think I feel like they mean free in the literal sense. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, we sort of cut to see the workman staring at a big wall of monitors as he leans into a microphone and says, place your bets. Will he escape? Yes or no? To, we don't really know who, but suddenly there's lots of yeses and nos and people are betting on him. Yep, they straight up dangerous game this at the end. Yep. Fucking what? Yeah, that's that's an ending. So, So Yeah, you sort of have 20 Two strips of him being confused, not knowing what's going on. Lots of little mysteries. Then he gets his memory back, or enough of it back to remember he murders people. Yep. And then he spends six chapters going on a minor killing spree. Mm-hmm. And then he gets locked up and we get told this is a game of some sort. Yeah. It's, uh, at least something that people are placing bets on. Yeah. Which is how I got to my current working theory as to what this is go on like i'm thinking this is basically a black mirror episode like have you guys seen the netflix series black mirror and it's on my list but i've I've seen episodes of the bbc series black mirror okay so no is the answer (laughs) to that because they're very different but yeah there is one episode where um there's uh people who have been set up in a bizarre game uh, like this as a punishment, essentially. Like, without trying to go into it too much or spoil it. 
And I think that's a kind of what they're going for here, where uh, whether I don't know whether it's a punishment or whatever, but there's a lot of clues and breadcrumbs along the way that that's kind of what they're getting at. Like, there's a reason why they set it up in such a way that it looks like uh, he is being either punished or people are betting on how he would react. My current theory is that he is just some normal dude who they are drugging up to the eyeball and then they're trying to predict how he reacts in this situation whoever it is is gambling on them and i believe that because weirdly because of the presence of the fact that he can't read anything and of course all the dreams and shit of course but the yeah, the lack of ability to read seems to be the Some, tip something off. we've. That's not really something we've touched on, right? It's it's not so much that he can't read, mm -hmm. but there's a few instances throughout the comics where he finds a book and they're just blank. Yes, and he's like, and then people will just start reading them aloud, and he's like, "But the pages are blank. You're clearly just messing with me," kind of thing, like. I I mean, I lent towards that they were blank because then he challenged any of the other family to yeah. repeat the phrase and they, they couldn't. And also yeah. he then writes on a page later. He so yeah. it'd, be it'd be weird if he couldn't see the writing that was on there, but he can see the writing he does. Well, the thing, that's, that's kind of what feeds into him being actually drugged up to the eyeballs thing, where he's essentially creating his own delusions as he goes. Um, there's a... When we talked earlier about the laptop, which for some reason the website didn't load, uh, he says it doesn't even work if I click on the address bar, but I can click on this picture of a star over here. So I'm thinking that was like, it was absolutely working. You just couldn't you know, see that there was text on the screen. Um, mm. More than that, whenever he does read something, it's always in red, for one thing. And, uh, and uh, that's no, no, his writing's in black. Yes, but apart from what he wrote himself. Also, well. how often does he read things? I was going to say, I can't very. think of anything else outside of... The only thing no, because the, yeah. the note the kid leaves for him is black. Yes, but that could also be part of the delusion as well. Because when he, um, when he finally gets his phone the back... The numbers on the photos back. are black. <laughs> yes, but again... <laughs> Everything's black but the laptop. The thing like. is, it feeds into the... It feeds into the idea that he is basically will not so much willingly, but he's got amnesia purely because he is something has happened to him, something being forced upon him. Because when he finally gets into his phone using the code that is found through this huge convoluted treasure hunt, he the actual words that the kid that hands him the phone or points out that it's in his pocket the whole time, he says, You that. are now ready to so remember. Bad. I just I hate. I yes, like, I know it was you. It's there all that. along. It's like no, it wasn't. He's well, that's not... the thing. It could have been there all along if he was so yeah very I... drugged that he had to buy into this own delusion. Know, like because there was one of the one of the photos. It happens with one of the photos as well because one of them's in like the swing chain. It's like no yeah. way we wouldn't have seen that earlier. Yeah, like I don't think those photos are real. So I'm sort of a little bit the opposite, just based on the way chapter twenty nine ends. I feel like he's become involved in some sort of game show of sorts. Do you think they're Tomodachi gaming this? <laughs> Not necessarily Tomodachi gaming it, but like, basically there is some CD 
dark game show where they get an unsuspecting it could be a perfectly normal person they could always go for like serial killers mm-hmm. um just like whoever they happen to catch i definitely and, i definitely think this is bloodsport and like they they stick them on this um island with the actors i guess sure maybe maybe they're the people running it we don't entirely know but um and then the idea is they've sort of con- they conked him out hard enough to make sure he doesn't remember things and they're intentionally putting these photos with like his passcode on the uh back them just sort of dotted about every so often so sort of specifically with like the swing one it wouldn't have been there really because it actually wasn't there until they were like okay we now need to leave this clue because he's gone he's found the riddle on the laptop he's found that clue we know we need to put this one here now because he is ready to find that clue it doesn't necessarily explain the whole thing with the phone being in his pocket but it also doesn't explain the photo it doesn't explain all the photos it doesn't explain the photos themselves but they could still come into place i think with the exception of one of the well it's not a photo it's a i think it's meant to be a video but with the exception of one, all of the photos of him like murdering people, they don't right. look like photos. They look like he's actively remembering those things, even though he's clearly looking at them on a the phone. Uh, there's when he's chasing his who we presume is his girlfriend down. It goes from here's a photo of them hugging, here's a photo of them eating at a restaurant, and then it switches to this harsh sort of angle, this strange um, distorted filter on it of him. If it looks like from his point of view. So either he's running along with a phone with a phone in front of his face taking pictures, which is just bizarre, or he's actually remembering that. But we're seeing it through the guise of the phone. Sure. It's bizarre, but it also kind of makes sense because if you're running along, you're not going to have time to frame the photos. Because there's one one where he ties the guy into the chair, and those photos are all perfectly yeah, framed. Yeah, that's exactly that's what I was going to point out. I think that's meant to be a video, and he's clearly yeah. actually videoing himself presumably about to cut a guy up with a sword. I suppose the thing is you could also see that particular thing is like maybe not all of those bits we see are the photos on his phone but maybe like seeing them has triggered his memories and we're seeing the memories from his perspective it's possible. in some of the cases. I'm expecting that he's actually not a serial killer and I'm guessing this is all implanted memories of some kind maybe doctored photos if they are photos. I think that's the big reveal. Photos, yeah. I did consider at one point, but I felt because he just leans in, he seems to have experience of it. So I'm like, maybe, maybe not. The point is, these are more tangible mysteries that you can actually get your teeth into. Sure. As opposed to some of the more wishy-washy stuff at the start. Yeah, there is a lot of weird for the sake of weird at the beginning. Like, which doesn't so, go I, anywhere. I feel like the beginning is sort of set you on kill to make you sympathize yeah. with him being like, I, d- I don't know what's going on. Everyone's being strange. I'm I'm scared, I'm I'm feeling threatened kind of thing. Because to be fair, he basically is. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they, are, they are actively keeping him hostage. And I think my issue is maybe it wouldn't have worked as well if it was shorter. But my issue is it takes so long to get to the story that the writer clearly wants to get to. I mean, for all we know, they're not at it yet. And you don't know. You don't know what they're trying to say. It's I know I've said frustrating a few times, but it, it's agony trying to get through this. I say I feel I feel for the first twenty strokes. I agree. I do feel like I had a much easier time of just blasting through the final ten or so. 
mm. where the reveal happens. Just because you feel like the story is now actively moving. Like, even if it's not necessarily the direction that will be the end of the story, it yeah. feels like we're now moving in a direction and stuff is now actually happening. Real tangible things are now actually happening. Yeah, because oh, trust me, I'm, I'm all on board for a trippy dream sequence. Absolutely. But every panel, every strip has one like every yeah. single one and you don't know at what point in the strip you're actually experiencing the trippy dream so it's it's difficult to get attached it's difficult to get involved in the story yeah and, i mean yeah. i know it's kind of to use an example and i think there's one another series you've seen as well i know one of the examples of something similar is kind of madoka magica which was an anime where the first three episodes are just happy go lucky magical girl show everything's cute and innocent and this is very generic and if you've seen one you've seen them all and i imagine a lot of people went eh no nah, i'm good but then at the end of episode spoilers by the way for Badoka magica sure. at the end of uh, episode three uh while the magical girls gets a head bit off mm -hmm. and the show is like oh no specifically <laughs> the sort of mentory yeah the mentor character one. gets a head bitten off and the show's like oh no 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 this isn't standard magical girl show this is, um, oh, what's the, I forget what the word is when you call it, when it's breaking down genre tropes. Oh, uh, um. Deconstruction, that's the word. It's a deconstruction of the magical girl genre. So, sure. yeah, but, but the point is, like, for the remaining nine or ten episodes, it's then a completely different show, and it's much more interesting as a result. But I know I didn't watch it for, like, five years because I couldn't be bothered to get past that opening of just... Yeah. A word we use a lot when describing plots that kind of do that what we use a lot is whiplash i do not feel like i got whiplash with this uh i i don't feel like i was experiencing one thing and then it flip-flopped something else and then it just launched off into something else i i don't feel that even though it might sound like we felt that i personally didn't because it was always consistent with its inconsistent weirdness yeah i was there were i was frustrated a lot of the time but i was also always having to remind myself this is a horror this is kind yeah. of part of what you'd expect and then i just have flashbacks to all the role-playing games i've been in that you've run mike where <laughs> yeah i'm just as lost and confused and I'm like i've got it i've not got it <laughs> hey it's, i'm not the only one that does it it's uh yeah that's vindication for me it's very difficult to pin down whether or not i actually like this because <laughs> it's so weird like, I don't know if I like it, but at the same time, I wanted to keep reading more. I don't know if I wanted to keep reading it because of frustration or what. I don't know. That's the thing. We are. We're kind of, we've been going for a bit now. So let's kind of like build to, towards the conclusion. I mean, sure. Obviously, we can't at the moment because there's only been a couple more. Actually, I think you've read everything that's out, Mike, as well. So far, yeah, like the extra four or five. So as I say, no, and knowing, so like knowing what you know and knowing the fact that you are halfway through now. So there's only another 30, 35 strips left that you'd have to read. Do you think you'd read the second half of this? Or So here's the thing. I definitely will not read it as it comes out. Because reading it, I basically read it all in one sitting. And it took a while. But I felt at any point if I stopped, I would A, be completely lost if I picked it up again. And B, I would just hate reading this week to week. Because reading it week to week, you'd get a tiny nugget of information only to have the previous week's information be completely slapped in, your, slapped in the face. It's, you just wouldn't be able to keep track of it. And I might. There is a, let's call it a 
25% chance I might read this when it's all completely translated into English or if it gets licensed. I, I can't. I'm going to put this one out of my mind for a while before that, though. So a solid, solid maybe leaning towards no for me. So, so basically, like, if it would be if someone came up to you like in a year or two's time, like, oh, that's all, that's all officially translated now. It's here. You might. Yeah, I would. I would put it on a list of things to read and maybe get to it. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the best I can say. It's yeah. That's that. I feel I'm leaning similar to you, but slightly more positively. Like I was pretty indifferent to this until indifference not the right word. I would say I, I liked what it was going for, but I was getting pretty frustrated until. Hmm it pulls the trigger so uh, both literally and narratively <laughs> yeah but yeah and then from that point on i was a lot more invested in it and i like the, the twist the end of the thing caught me off guard because i wasn't expecting two big twists so quickly as it were so i was like oh neat that's uh pretty good and apparently this guy's good at fighting horror at least that's what his fans say so sure but, so yeah as i say um the fact it doesn't have like yeah the fact i wouldn't want to read this week to week like you said I would probably be of the opinion that I would wait until um, hopefully an official English translation came out and then blast through it all in the course of one afternoon, maybe. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I'm kind of awkwardly on the fence as well. It's definitely something I'm interested in now that I know the twist, as it were. And if if you'd asked me to read that, like, without telling me that, and I'd gotten, like, 10 in, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. It's not like, say, The Good Place, which I won't spoil that one. But there's there's a twist at the end of season one, yeah. And it's it, not like that's still a good show up until that point. I can still enjoy season one of that without knowing what's coming. It's very much the manga equivalent of people who say with games like Death Stranding, oh, I just got to play it for forty hours and then it gets good. <laughs> Tales of the Abyss is the worst for that. No, that doesn't get you good. Know, <laughs> oh, savage! Everyone says, "Oh, it's great once." The main character has his character development. It's like, great, when does that happen? Oh, like three quarters of the way through the game. It's like, fuck me, it's a JRPG. <laughs> You're talking like 60 hours. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a full-time job. <laughs> also, if I've got to wait three quarters of a game to get good, it's yeah. not a good game. Yeah, exactly. that's like, that is a quarter of a good game at best. Yeah, I know I know people in the past, back when I used to watch the first episode of everything that aired in the season, were like, you can't fairly judge something off one episode. Maybe there's truth to that, sure. But I can figure out pretty quickly if I'm going to give a shit Stay, like, within uh, one episode. <laughs> for me, it's always three episodes. It's always five for me. That's, that's fair. I appreciate that. It gives you a much fairer outcome view of it. But I know when I was watching like 50 to 60 shows every few yeah, months, like, I was like, I don't have time feasible, for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I appreciate there are some things. You can be like one episode in, just like, nah, this... <laughs> Strike this the blood, it, man. Dog. Strike the blood. No, you gave that five episodes. Mike. I did. I fucking wish I didn't. <laughs> oh, good times. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm when if this gets if uh, Webtoons gets an official English translation for this, I might well give it a tr- look see, and I might well blast through all of it. Until then, I'm kind of like it, awkwardly on the fence with it. I'm I'm, I'm in no rush to like read this week to week and keep an eye on it for now. But uh, it's something that'll probably stick in the back of my mind. But uh, and Phil, I suppose this is one time where you haven't read all of it or read ahead for, for uh, once uh-huh. you're in the so as in as in like this wasn't something you read before this podcast no well. it was not so so you weren't yeah it's not like a lot of the other ones we've done so are you interested in reading more of this series i mean yeah i 
as you say, maybe if it was just more of that first part, I probably wouldn't be. Because as you say, it was kind of slow. It was a, not necessarily wishy-washy. It was just sort of like, it, it was just taking a while to get to the meat of it, as it were. Unfulfilling? Not really unfilling. It's just like, okay. I, I don't mind like suspense and mystery, but when there's that's all there is, I don't want that for, well, as we said, it's 68 chapters. I wouldn't want it to be 60 chapters of that and then eight chapters of like payoff and wrapping up. That, that would just be awful, in my opinion. But yeah, sort of same as you. As soon as that trigger was pulled and stuff started moving really quicker, it's like, oh, actually, this is a lot more engaging. And I do definitely find it more interesting because of that. Like I, I do think I'll read more, sort of as you guys sort of said. I don't know if it's something I'll read as it comes out. I mean, I probably will just because it's on my list and it'll tell me when a new chapter's out. But you just can't help yourself. I mean, that is that's what he does. I mean, he still reads Went to Girlfriend week by week. Hey, uh, I've got to tell you how it's actually going backwards in progression rather than. Oh, hey, it's into negative progression. Cool. Yeah. Basically. So, just slight tangent here. Uh, oh, so, on, in, in the latest chapter of Rent a Girlfriend, okay. uh, he's decided to rent the main girl for the whole day, which is going to cost him a decent amount of money. And the comments I read on the chapter, someone was like, okay, let, let's just do some back-of-the-envelope maths here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's blown a lot of money on these dates he's like yeah this is like 50 grand since the start of the series just renting her it's like oof oof there's simping and then there's this guy (laughs) (laughs) he takes simping to a pro level simping ain't easy (laughs) ain't cheap (laughs) but uh yeah like I I could I definitely want to see where it goes just because Pig Pen, not Rent a Girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I already no. know how Rent a Girlfriend You know where Rent a Girlfriend's going. Nowhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where it goes because it's not abundantly clear. Sort of, as we say, we suddenly just got a couple of big mysteries all of a sudden. Sure, shit ain't clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, well, shit, what's, what's going on? How's it going to end? Is is he going to die? Is he going to get off the island? If he does, is he going to get caught by the authorities? Who knows? Is the island even real? It's... No, it's ah, oh, is it? It's lost. Got it. It's lost. It's Truman Show versus with Lost and other and Battle Royale. And the thing is, I could actually legitimately see sort of kind of like what you were saying, Mike. Just maybe not quite as extreme, but like, oh, it's all a dream. Don't. I don't think it's all a dream. I do no, think this I'd is like, actually happening, but I think it's like, very warm. I, I could see it being a case of we get to the end and it's sort of like a lot of it hasn't really happened. He was dead all head. along. Yeah, he, he was dying. He sort of just he, he went a bit insane because he got stranded and he was trying to entertain himself, so he made up this delusion sort of, as Mike was saying, maybe yeah. it, it just got more elaborate and think I Things I don't know where it's going. Like I could see that as an ending. I I would be surprised if it was, but that's the thing. It, we don't know where it's going, but it's going now. Is yeah. the is the takeaway? It's definitely going somewhere. Yeah. 
fucking who knows where. Yeah, but I mean, yep. hey, that's that's half the point of horror to figure out the mystery. I guess. Uh, what do you mean you guess? You write these stories for a living. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I mean, would you? I suppose one last thing. So, um, Mike, if you don't know, among being Twitch All Star streamer and podcast champ, he's uh, also a, a storyteller. So, mm. see, I remembered, got it right. Yep, an ST, an ST for uh, World of Darkness games. So you you write stuff that's not necessarily exactly the same as this, but similar in like tone or feeling yeah. Yeah, a totally. lot of the time. Like, I could absolutely see myself writing this story. I was going to say, like, could you see this being something you would craft? Or Absolutely, yeah. Like, this this feels like it would be a fun game to play through, but uh, I don't know about a story. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, guess time will tell. I could see you making, like, a one-shot or something out of it, or, like, sure. a short, short game. Yeah. I wouldn't see it like a big campaign-style thing, but... Oh, so around episode... 20 or whatever it was when he finally snaps that's when the players just say you know what fuck it everyone dies <laughs> i mean no if it's one of your games because what would happen is we get to about episode 20 and then it's like okay so you wake up it's day one again <laughs> no i don't lean on the trope of time loops that no, no never no no never. no you just have us jump universe instead that, that too <laughs> that never ends well for me <laughs> <sighs> right, all right. This isn't personal rants about this game. This is the World of Darkness podcast. I can do no, that. <laughs> don't be silly. That doesn't exist. White Wolf don't have the funds for that. <laughs> Throwing so much shade this week. I, yeah, let's uh, let's before I before I uh, do, say something I regret. Let's uh, let's wrap this one up. Let's bring this to a close. So as I mentioned uh, earlier, Mike, uh, Twitch champ, where can they find you on the Twitch? I am at Twitch and I'm uh, Twitch. You're at TV. Twitch. I'm, You're I'm at, at Twitch, Twitch himself. Yep. I am Mr. John Twitch himself. And you can find me uh, twitch.tv slash Berserker, B E R S E K R E R, and Twitter at the same handle there. Yep. And uh, how, how about you, Phil? Where, where are you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters, I guess, at Phenaxian. P-H-E-N-A-X-K-I-A-N. Yes, and I am available at Slazer King, S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G, for all my usual terrible opinions on games and manga and other stuff. Uh, you can follow the podcast as a whole at Trash Manga Cast to keep, uh, to keep on the loop of when new episodes are going live or uh, where you can uh, watch some of the stuff that we've talked about or buy some of the stuff that we've talked about. Uh, sadly, you can't buy this one yet unless it's a webtoon. Uh, probably, probably never going to happen. But uh, hey, maybe. I mean, solo leveling got uh, adapted. I mean, into... Based on our track record, I give it about half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> don't... please don't. Hey, I... We're a, we're a kingmaker. That's what we are. Yeah, it it's it's unnerving at times. We'll record an episode and then things happen. But uh, so hey, maybe maybe this is this is the maybe this is the step Pigpen needed to get the big time. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you can listen to this podcast on all of the good podcasting services. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Google, we're on Stitcher, we're on TuneIn. So uh, feel free to follow, subscribe, give us a comment, rate us, five stars, please. And uh, tell your friends all about us. I mean, we've, we've probably covered something they like in the past 12 episodes now, uh, including maybe, maybe they watched Rent a Girlfriend from the most recent anime season or enjoying fly me to the moon or our last crusade or some or maybe they liked loveless 
why? <laughs> just, I was just going to let that one sit for a while. I, I appreciate you guys hate a lot of the stuff I recommend, but I feel loveless is the worst we've covered. It, strong words from Phil, the guy who likes everything. It was definitely painful. <laughs> the worst, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll do that in a recap episode at some point. Try and figure out what the worst was. Oh, don't make me rank this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's all the worst. <laughs> can't wait for that. Like the one year anniversary. Here comes the flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's let's uh, let's not look back though. Let's flash forward, Mike. You have stepped up to the plate this time. Like I gave us the gift of loveless. Mike, give us a tease for what you're giving us the gift of next time on Trash Manga Friends. Well, next time, um, we are in strange times and lots of changes have had to be made. So we're going through some changes ourselves and some transformations. Uh, maybe much like blossoming from a cocoon, we are going through changes and these are going to be ever so clear and abundant to us in this somewhat infamous choice that we are going to be reviewing next week. Enjoy that. Next fortnight. Fuck. <laughs> and on that note, we'll see you <laughs> in everyone's favourite lucky episode number 13. Bye, everybody. <laughs>